Alright ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in to the War Report radio series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, and we are broadcasting live from Newark, New Jersey. Now, I got a dope interview dropping today with Chelsea O, film director from the city of Newark. She went to NYU, she's got the Oriental film dropping very soon. Pay attention to that. Big things from Chelsea O ahead. I'm going to need everybody to pay close attention to my social media pages on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, and on Twitter, war report radio straight through. I'm going to give it to you one more time on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, and on Twitter, war report radio straight through. Pay close attention to my social media pages within the next few days. I got the iTunes launch happening finally dropping very soon i'm gonna drop this podcast on itunes and i'm gonna post a link up on my social media pages both my instagram and my twitter that way you guys can subscribe to the war report radio series on itunes now finally and stitcher radio possibly so be on the lookout for that um that way you guys get all the updates i would like you guys to subscribe to the war report radio series on itunes when i drop it on itunes pay close attention to my social media pages i'm gonna give it to you one more time on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, and on Twitter, war report radio straight through. And also be on the lookout for my NBA podcast, NBA League Pass podcast, the full core press of all things you need to know, NBA in 30 minutes or less. We're not going to waste any more time. We're going to get straight into this interview. Got a dope interview with Chelsea O. You know what it is on the war report, baby. No gimmicks, just great content. Peace. That's right, we got a special guest. What's up, what's up, what's up? Chelsea O. Hey. From the Orinu film. Do I pronounce that right? Nah, V, you did not pronounce it right. Orinu. Orinu. In search of self, y'all. Say it one more time. <laughs> Orinu. In search of self. Okay, man. T- there's a lot of talk about this film. Yeah. Chelsea, you're the producer of this film. Director, director writer. Director, producer, writer, producer. Co-writer with my brother. Co-writer with your Co-producer brother. Shout out to E-Man. So uh, what, what goes into doing all that to, to make a film in the first place? Take me through the first steps of making a film. I mean, I think it's just coming up with an idea first, right? On a very basic level, you come with a, a, a strong idea and try to write a script for it. Mm-hmm. You have to understand who your characters are. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's the narrative that you want to tell and, and that people sometimes think that that part of the process isn't that, isn't mm-hmm. that hard but it's super hard it took us about two months to make Ori I mean to write Ori mm-hmm. so I was gonna ask you what comes first the characters or the the uh, s- the storyline I think the storyline comes first but mm-hmm. I think that the inspiration for where the story is gonna go comes from the characters mm-hmm. understanding more about your character's journey mm-hmm. um and what your character wants what your protagonist wants what she up against okay so i wanted to ask you as far as the um actors that you chose for this film what went into that like how'd you choose actors for this film and how'd you know which which person would fit where 
Um, well, I mean, for us, in terms of strategy, we knew that we had to secure at least a couple of big names or people with some type of buzz for the film. So mm -hmm. we reached out to a whole bunch of black actors. Like, I mean, I think we reached out to over 100 black actresses for the roles of Mama Lola, which is played by um, Tony Award winning actress Tiny Pinkin. She, she plays the mama in Above the Rim mm -hmm. um, for, for, for that connect. And I'm Trey Harris. If you've seen Newlyweeds, she's on Newlyweeds, directed by Shaka King. And we reached out to them and they both were interested in being in the film um so yeah i mean i just kind of understand their brand and their their voice and i thought they would just be suited for the role okay uh take us into where you guys have traveled to to even make this film in the first place i thought that was pretty dope that you were able to take this crap this this uh cast and uh, uh -huh. crew of members uh out of the country to complete your your project where we shot in trinidad in grand river um toko trinidad and actually mm -hmm. was so dope Every single night, like the sea turtles would come on the the beach, so we couldn't be on the beach until after six o'clock because the entire beach would be filled with like twelve foot sea turtles laying eggs. Twelve feet? Yeah, these are sea like turtles. Like think about Finding Nemo. Remember in Finding Nemo with like the big turtles? Like these are the sea turtles, leatherback turtles coming out on mm -hmm. the on the beach. Okay, this is what island? <laughs> This is in Trinidad. Trinidad. In Trinidad. I, I've never been to Trinidad. Okay. Uh, how long was how long was your stay out there? We were only there for like five days. Five days, and uh -huh. how much shooting did you guys get? Like completely everything obviously that you needed to get. I mean, we shot in Trinidad and we shot in in um, New York, so it was a two week shoot in all. Mm -hmm. um, but in terms of traveling to Trinidad and having four days to shoot, mm -hmm. um, it's pretty much a timeline. I mean, Trinidad it was, it was run. It was I mean, it was kind of rough. I mean, we were up against a lot of bad weather. Mm -hmm. I feel like every single thirty minutes we were about to have some tropical storms. So it really mm. pushed us to get shit done. Like, be yeah. like, what? The weather, the rain, the rain is about to come. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, the last day of, of filming, it was a big thunderstorm. Everybody's mm -hmm. looking at me like, <laughs> how are you going to finish this film, Charles? And I'm yeah. just like, we going to finish it. We going to pull through. Let me call the rain guys. That's funny. That's funny. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you always take your crew everywhere with you, uh, at least sometimes, you know what uh -huh. I mean? Speak about... Your recent trip to the Ivy Leagues. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Speak um, about that. That's a big, that's really big for the city, for yourself, key, right? for for the culture right now. Speak about that. Right? I'm like, I'm, I'm 22 years old from Newark, New Jersey, and I'm going to teach a class at Yale University with my brother, mm -hmm. right? That it is a it is a crazy experience. I mean, we wanna we wanted to go to lecture at the Black Solidarity Conference. It pretty much brings about 750 students from prestigious institutions around the country. Um, so Cornell was there, Harvard was there, Wesleyan was there. All um, at the same conference. All at the same conference. Michigan was there. Michigan State um, University of Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, we had Seton Hall University from J Jersey there. I mean mm -hmm. Brown. Everybody. Everybody. Who, who was the plug on that though? Who Low reached key, out to this, you? I mean, <laughs> and how how did you make that happen? Low key, I just this girl um, came to my room one time in NYU and went to Yale, mm -hmm. and we like turned up in my room at NYU, and mm -hmm. I was like, "Yo, are you on the board for the BSC?" Mm -hmm. And she was like, "Yeah," and I and I pitched it to her, and she was like, "This sounds amazing." Amazing. So right, just just through regular connections, just regular regular, connections. regular regular like yeah. chilling in the crib. What's okay. Up? Yeah. All right. I wanted to ask you as well, uh, as far as your networking and like who you've been networking with, as far as to get where you're at right now in this very moment. You know, what have been some of your biggest connections uh, other than that? I would guess like <laughs> okay. like rare connections 
that you you think like all right you're networking and you think it's gonna go one way but it, it turned out leading another road or something like that I mean, I think I've met so many different people. Like, I used to work at the Source magazine, so mm-hmm. even in that, like, I work with the founder. What was that like? <laughs> I mean, it was cool. I was 17. I was 17, 18, mm-hmm. work, meeting all of these these celebrities. I work with Meek Mill, Juicy J. I, I produced a documentary with Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just so many people. I don't even remember. So many people I got to meet. Mm-hmm. Big Sean. Um, so working working with celebrities at 17, 18 and doing video work with them, covering mm-hmm. their cover shoots, was just like, whoa, this is dope. Um, and right there, I just feel like you, you just meet so many randomly people along the way, right? That I still have these contacts in my number. I still have Chance the Rapper's manager's number, number and, and email, you know, from these contacts. But I mean, some of the other people, Vashi Cola is a... Mm-hmm. Is one of somebody who I wanted to be like when I was when I was growing up. Yeah. I seen her 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 in vibe, and I was like, "Yo, she's fly!" Like yeah. her aesthetic, streetwear, tomboy type aesthetic. I was like, "Yo, she's dope." Mm-hmm. So I worked for Vashti. I, I applied to her. What was it like uh, interning for Vashti? Um, it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what was interesting. That mean? Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that it was interesting working for a woman who was able, who, who her brand is really important to her. Um. <laughs> And she's a model. She's yeah. a, a, a director. director. She's a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so my experience wasn't. She's got commercials now. She's got commercials, right? That she, she, she still kinda, does Webster Hall. Still, she still does Webster Hall, and then she has her her fashion designing line. So I felt like it was mm-hmm. really cool to be able to see somebody use their brand and platform to be able to connect and do all the things that they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think that my experience working with Vashti, um, that at the same time I was making already a new film. Yeah. And that, and that what I would have liked to give to the opportunity, I understand yeah. if I was able to because I, I wanted to dedicate a lot more time to being with Vashti 24-7. Mm-hmm. But, like, I couldn't. I went to NYU as a full-time student. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, you know. But I think I was able to get a lot out of the experience. I was mm-hmm. able to connect with Johnny Shipes, which mm-hmm. is Joey Badass's manager. And my he fucked oh. with my work. Um, my first film before he even heard about the love my already knew such a so mm-hmm. it was just dope. I mean, who yeah. else? I work with. Uh, recently worked with Spike Lee on Chirac, which was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Gotta discuss Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think you're getting out of here without <laughs> discussing Chirac. Okay, cool. Okay, now. <laughs> Chirac, Chirac, my city. Hey. How did you feel about Nick Cannon playing a gangbanger slash rapper yes. in Chirac? Because. I'll be honest, it lost me. You know what I mean? It was hard to really watch. What's your what's your take on that? I mean, I think that casting is something that is always really difficult. And I don't think that I think it was an intentional choice and that Nick Cannon, right, I feel like has kind of a a, a reputation of being kind of corny and cheesy. Yeah, like a Nickelodeon right? straight from the jump exactly. off the rip. But I think that was kind of the hypocrisy of what he was trying to do with Chirac, right? And yeah, having I, these gangsters be like kind of like over the top corny. Yeah. That he was talking about entire the whole entire Chirac violence and people, you know, is corny in general. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think that that that, that kind of could make people who are from Chicago disconnect with the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, or you got to talk about not just Chicago, other urban markets. Yeah, absolutely, you know absolutely, I mean? absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's. I think. There's there's a method to everything that people do, um, and I don't necessarily think that uh, I think that Nick Cannon played the role as good as he could have. Interesting. Who would you would have cast for that role in Nick Cannon's place? Um, 
I don't know because again, <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of in terms of what what he was trying to do, you yeah. know, like it's it's very satirical. Shirek is very satirical. It's taking a lot of taking Liz Estrada, the Greek mythology, the Greek play, mm-hmm. um, and putting into something. It's taking the way that uh, I don't know what country it was in Africa that had a, a peace war by. Um, Abstaining from having sex yeah. He's taking so many Different things that people Don't necessarily understand And putting it all Into one movie mm-hmm. so, Right So the stakes already Are kind of bizarre mm-hmm. So I have no idea Putting Nick Cannon Kind of just goes With the bizarreness Of the entire Entire movie Okay I understand uh, Speak a little bit About How A movie director Gets to pick and choose Kind of his spots As far as Or his or her okay. Excuse me her, his, yep. his or her spots You know uh-huh. what I mean As far as the movies that they want to make and produce because Spike has done a lot of good, great films for the culture. By the way, we're going to discuss your Spike knowledge, by the way. Do you, do you really fuck with Spike as far as his older films? What's your favorite Spike movie? Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Mine is He Got Game. Shout out to Spike okay. for those. Uh-huh. Two he classics. With Jesus. He's got a bunch of classics. He has so many classics. School days. He, he's so influential in the culture. I yeah. think at the end of the day that Spike is just so dope because his brand, the fact that he has Do the Right Thing, like yeah. are you saying block parties, Michael Jackson, he loves Michael Jackson and that he's been able to make so many documentaries using Michael Jackson, right? He has, what is he out now? Bad 25? No, not Bad 25. It's like a documentary is, or yeah, something I mean, like right? on Showtime. But like so I many, haven't seen it yet. I, th- I heard it was though. I mean, it's... Yeah. Uh, okay, well, another question real quick on Chirac. We, we still got to talk about Chirac real quick because okay. what was your role kind of for Chirac? Like, uh, what was the extent of your, your My role? position. So I was yeah. a post-production PA mm-hmm. um, and I pretty much helped the flow of the, the editors... With the, with the flow of what they have to do so I uh, got to travel to New Orleans I had to, I got to travel to LA I got to travel to Colorado to make jobs for Spike um, so I mean it was just pretty much supporting the editors and making the film getting the film done within like the two three four month time okay span. okay do you feel like people in the black community might have mentally checked out of the movie when they found out it was like a rhyme scheme instead of you you were going to a movie thinking that you're about to see some like <laughs> good drama and then it was more like rhyming and you're like spike what's going on i mean i think that you'll be because i have i uh, not to interrupt you but i have had somebody tell me mm-hmm. an english teacher she said former english teacher okay shout out to dj Sienna. okay <laughs> shout out yeah former english teacher she said that like people have like they mentally checked out a shot rack because they couldn't fuck with the rhyme scheme and that's the main thing with it and the fact that nick cannon was the lead guy you know what I mean? I What's mean, your opinion on that? Again, I to be honest with you, I uh, after do you think people don't un- didn't understand it or? Well, this is what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say that I uh, after working on on Chirac, I was asked to work on another project with Spike. I worked on a uh, NBA PSA about gun violence with NBA players. So we worked with Chris Paul, Stephon Curry, oh, um, Carmelo Anthony, Steph Curry. Right, we yeah. went to Boston. I don't know who he was playing that time, but it was dope. And uh, but when another day, right as part of that PSA, we we interviewed. Maybe about 15 moms who children who had lost their children to gun violence, right? Mm-hmm. And all in of what them, city? I mean, what all over, all over. We okay. had people from, um, oh my gosh, Virginia Tech shooting a guy who was shot at Virginia Tech mm-hmm. was speaking. Um, we just had people from literally all over um, flown out to talk, be a part of this PSA. And I heard a mom after sharing her story about how she lost a four year old boy said that she saw Chirac and like understood it and connected with it. Okay. And to me, that's all I needed, right? Mm-hmm. That as, for me, if a mom who lost their child to gun violence and is seeing a similar narrative, can connect with it mm-hmm. then I'm like who am I to judge that experience right yeah. and how like it might not connect with me but like it connects to 
somebody else who's been able to, right, that that healing that, that she might have been able to connect from mm-hmm. by watching a movie or something. I'm not experience. So I don't know. The consumer is different. You know what I'm saying? There's no one collective thought. There's no one collective thought. Okay, let's talk about your film now. Hey, that's my film. Ori Unu. Ori Unu, bro. It's Yoruba. Yoruba. My brother. My brother. My brother? My brother. Ori Inu in search Ori Unu. Yeah. Right, what did I just say? <laughs> say it one Ori more time, Chels. Inu. Ori Inu. In search of self. Inu. In search of self. <laughs> All right. Now, what does uh, the added in search of self mean to the title, in your opinion? Like, why'd you add that? What does uh, that title mean? Ori Inu. Okay, yeah. so Ori Inu is Yoruba. It means inner head. And it's a thing within Yoruba culture that pretty much guides your destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it dictates your, your self-consciousness. Um, your heart, your motive, your your your, your destiny again, um, and in search of self is right that we as black people, I feel like, or we as all people, I feel like universally are in search of who we are, that we're always working progresses, mm-hmm. and that we have something that guides us, um, whether or not it's you believe in, in a God guides you, or whether or not you believe the universe guides you, or whatever you believe in, that there's something an internal head that guides you, mm-hmm. um, and in my in the case of my film, because we're talking about African spirituality, Arishas are are. Uh, the inner head to people who practice that mm-hmm. practice that religion. Okay, now break it down though, because some like an average listener is not going <laughs> to understand the way you just broke that down. Okay, so like. What what are we discussing in this film? Like, if we were teaching a college course on your film, uh-huh. which I think that your film definitely has the lane to be. It has been. Speak, My speak. film has been taught yeah. in college courses. No. Okay. Yeah. No. All right. All right. Be out here though. All right. Have you ever heard of this movie called uh, Daughters of the Dust? Have no. you ever heard of that? Dawn of the Dust. <laughs> no. No. I'm talking about. It was like a. Uh, it was like the first. Um, like independent African film, and it was by a female director, Chelsea. <laughs> if you don't I'm know that, you gotta put me on. You gotta yeah, put me you got on. Oh, Chelsea, Daughters of the Dust. It's about um. Oh, I, oh, yeah, yeah. It's they like it's like South old Carolina. South Carolina, the, the islands, islands South Carolina. Yep. yeah, yeah, the Gullah people. Uh-huh. Gullah That's Island. what I'm talking. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I'm talking about. Like so, and then I thought that was so interesting to me uh, when I learned about that shit in uh, in college. I, it was like an African American class. I'm uh-huh. like, I'm, let me see if Chelsea knows her knowledge. I do know. I yeah, was yeah, actually I, looking at Gullah Islands to shoot at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I've never actually seen the film, but I you gotta I, see I, that I film. With it. You gotta see that film, and uh, it has a lot of like uh, old like African traditions uh-huh. and like because they were free slaves uh-huh. and uh, they were headed to the north. Okay. Um, so it was like one of their last times on the island. Yeah, uh-huh. I know. I know my stuff. <laughs> but the, the reason why I bring it up is because it's a type of movie where okay. Like they're discussing things that are so taboo, you uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Stigmatized. That it can, yeah, so that it can be taught 20 years later. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's how I kind of view, view your film. You know what I mean? It's hot in the streets right now. Hot in the streets. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It can last a long time as well. As far I as I think being this is taught. a classic. I mean, I feel my film deals with well, my film is a coming of age story about an Afro Brazilian girl who's conflicted between Afro Brazilian religion she grew up with or assimilating to the cultural norms of America mm-hmm. um, and practicing Christianity because her mom's a devout Christian. So I mean, our film deals with the Black immigration narrative. Um, we de- we're dealing with spirituality, the, mm-hmm. the 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 dichotomy between Christianity and other religions. Mm-hmm. Christianity's potential intolerance to other religions. Cannot mm-hmm. be a Christian, also be 
open to other spiritualities. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about identity and blackness and mm-hmm. right that although she's Afro Brazilian and came from Brazil as an immigrant, that she's still very much American now, mm-hmm. right? But like, where do you hold on to that? Like, she, but she still, but yet she still is holding on to her traditions mm-hmm. through her connection to her spirituality. Mm-hmm. Why, um, why do you think it's important? Why do you think it's important that? Black people start openly discussing black spirituality and how it relates to current U.S. religion as far as Christianity and even Islam. You know what I'm saying? What do you feel? How do you feel about that? I mean, I think that it's important for us to start talking about this because there's just so much oppression in those spaces. Mm-hmm. Um and that it's not fair, right? It's not fair that people can't... That if freedom of religion is a thing, then then people who practice spirituality should not have to be forced to practice in such closed spaces. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's important. It's an empowering thing. I think that people who decide to learn about African spirituality, whether or not they decide to practice it, that there's a lot of empowering knowledge and, and wisdom that can come from these ancient black philosophies, mm-hmm. um, which are just important to me as growth as an individual. Um, whether or not I decide to practice the religion or whether or not I decide to just keep it on some intellectual wisdom stuff I just think it still has a lot of value um and yeah I mean it has a history that the world has America specifically has a history I mean this where this film talks about oppression going on in Brazil um and that although Brazil has a majority or more than 50% of the population of, of, of Brazilians are black mm-hmm. and identify as black that the power the political power and social power mm-hmm. and economic power aren't translated like that mm-hmm. um and that's why these people it's predominantly right slaves that were brought over the histories of slaves and Bahia and all these other places who really don't have any power within mm-hmm. Brazil. Um, so I mean, it's just important, right? Like the power needs to be distributed, like mm-hmm. um, a little bit more equal. Okay. Speaking of uh, African and African descent, you know, uh-huh. what I, mean? I understand you're Guyanese and Guyanese Nigerian. And Nigerian. Uh, have you up, ever been up? to Africa? I've been to Ghana. I've never been to Nigeria or Guyana. Okay. Yeah. All right. Where is Guyana? Guy- Guyana is next to Brazil, brother. Brother, I mean, that's, this is my African accent. <laughs> <laughs> but Guyana is in South America, next to Brazil. It's like the only English-speaking country um, mm-hmm. in Brazil. I mean, in uh, South America. Oh, really? I never knew that. That was in South America, man. I don't yeah. want to sound like an idiot on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like an island, no? No, Guyana is in South America. Okay, all right. Uh, speak about your trip to Africa then. What you do there when you did go? Because I never went. Um, well, I was at Martin Luther King Scholar at NYU, so we went to uh, Ghana my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, and we did mad. We did mad stuff. We went to uh, the Elmina Slave Castle, which was mm-hmm. which was really big we, for the sh- slave trade. If I'm not yeah, super big for the slave trade, and it was it was crazy. The, the tombs still smelled like shit. They still smell like shit, literally. That's like, I mean, it is disgusting, but it's really sad, right? It's and really I, sad, yeah. And um, I mean, I just thought it was an interesting experience. You, you, you end up leaving with lots of questions. But just being in Africa, I mean, I feel like you know, I, uh, I always brand myself with having a different experience. Like I'm African and I'm Guyanese, but I'm, I'm still very American. And mm-hmm. that like my blackness doesn't necessarily portray itself in the same way, right? That I don't have to necessarily. I'm not super Nigerian, whatever that means, or mm-hmm. I'm not super Guyanese. I'm just like mm-hmm. a, a combination of all these things. Right, a diasporic experience. So going to Africa for me was re- really refreshing. Right, mm-hmm. refreshing to be able to connect with people. People connected with me. Um, right, that I, I we went to Ashanti King's village. Mm-hmm. We went to the what king's house. I mean Ashanti, Ashanti tribe. You know Ashanti tribe okay, in Ghana. Yeah, 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 so we went to the Ashanti, the king's house, mm-hmm. um, and that was dope. Right, being able yeah. to see for for facts black royalty mm-hmm. um, is something that you don't see every day. Yeah, yeah. They don't want you to see black royalty. They don't want to see, but they don't want you to see. 
black royalty. Black royalty. Yeah. So we was up at a no. king's house. This is black royalty. We doing a big right now, but you know what I'm saying for sure. But they don't want us to nah, do it. Nah, they don't want us to get excited. <laughs> um, so it was dope. We uh, it was just an all around amazing trip. I am am really trying to go back to Africa very soon. Okay, now take me back to your high school days. Okay, uh, okay before you got to NYU. Uh huh. Um, did you always know that you want to do film in uh, this type of, of field for you? Yeah, I did. Uh, I, uh, in high school, took a lot of classes at NYU. <laughs> in high school? Yeah. How? So uh, I took classes Because they may at, be somebody in high school right now that true. may want to follow that path. Um, so I took classes at Parsons School of Design, New School. Parsons. Um, shout out to Parsons. Shout out to Parsons. Parsons. Shout yes. out to Kenny. Hey, what's up, Kenny? How you doing? Esquire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I uh, took classes at Parsons on weekends. It was like a high school program. I took classes for photography, graphic design, and digital design. Um, and I got, I was able to get per- Parsons professors to write my recommendations for other opportunities. And I then applied to um, a future filmmaker program at NYU. It was for mm-hmm. pretty much inner city students who wanted, wanted to pursue a career in film. Um, and they take classes at NYU. Mm-hmm. So I would be in class every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and we would give us a big ass camera to take home. And also, I was in high school with this big old <laughs> camera. My teachers would be like, "It's okay, Charles. You're gonna be a star." Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking just disrupting classes. I gotta film this. I gotta film this, right? Yeah. Um, and then that program enabled me to go to another NYU program for free in yeah. Ireland. And I, uh, in Ireland, in Ireland. What tape? What year is this? Take me back. This is my junior year, year. Junior year of. Of high school. High school, okay. Maybe it's not like Shout out your high school. Where'd you go to high school? Benedictine Academy. Benedictine, Elizabeth, New Jersey, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Shout out to Benedictine, I guess. Yeah. Yo, loud and direct. <laughs> okay, now get back to the story in Ireland now. Give so, me a story from the island trip. A story that stuck in Ireland. With you. Okay, so this is mad funny. So uh, it was only two black people in the program. Yeah. Um, it was me and my other friend. I'm not going to say his name. But uh, <laughs> but uh, apparently he was a he was a Satanist. He's a Satanist. The black guy. <laughs> oh God. He's a Satanist. Yeah. And uh, but I'm like, dang, like you a Satanist, but you the only other black guy. Like, what, like am I supposed to make you my friend? Like, okay. Oh my God. That's terrible. So my friend, in Ireland, in all places. So I'm like, alright. So I'm gonna connect with with the other people there, you know. And I and my friend Max, who's still my friend, um, said that one night. He was coming out to get some orange juice middle of the night, mm-hmm. and he was walking out with his laptop because it was dark, and he like bumped into somebody on the ground. Mm-hmm. So he like tilts his laptop down mm-hmm. and like sees my homie praying on the ground, like, and he's like, "Yo, like, I don't mm-hmm. know." And but he ends up, long story short, he like makes a film about this experience and how like, I mean, my my friend in retrospect talking to him said like he was definitely calling on on things in the, in the when we was in. <laughs> In Ireland, so <laughs> somebody made a film it's, about it. Somebody that's what we did. He made a film about it about like his experience and like like with this with this with this with this guy. Yeah, okay. So that was that was interesting. That was my first encounter <laughs> with some, with somebody who decides to yeah. That's pretty funny. And I've never met a black person who's like, yo, I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I was like, whoa. It's a lot of weird things going on out here. In the it's a lot of different world. different. A lot things. of different realms. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like realms are just. People just get into like things that I would consider like weird or like uh-huh. taboo, but to them it's like that's really their life. Yeah. And so like we're living in an age kind of where that's kind of becoming like more and more accepted. 
Yeah. Uh, how do how do you feel about that? Um, I mean, I'm not a I I don't I'm all about positivity. So, I uh I don't like to I don't like to judge nobody because I don't necessarily understand the experience. It doesn't mean I'm you saying I understand that it's out there, people do these things, but I just don't connect myself with that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that yeah, I, I have no idea. You'd be surprised though. Like you'd be surprised at the amount of stuff that people do that you just have no idea about that you mm-hmm. may not agree upon. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he's not necessarily my friend anymore. Like this was high school, but yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. Yeah, I have yeah. no idea. Like I just know I'm going to be a good person on an individual level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put out positivity regardless. So, yeah. You know, create this force field so that negativity or you know anything doesn't even enter. Doesn't even enter the room. Okay, let's get back to NYU now. Okay. Uh. To my understanding, they have uh, backed you uh, with starting your own, like starting your own kind of brand and like not brand, but like they at least helped you with the the film. Okay. So like, speak about that. You know what I mean? Like, how has NYU helped you and like put you to put you to kind of where you are now? How's NYU helped you? I mean, I don't want to say that NYU didn't help me. Yeah. Because it definitely did, right? But I think how it helped me is being in an environment with some of the top filmmakers and artists around the country that yeah. is so competitive. The nature of it is so competitive that you're always trying to work harder, right? I'm a freshman in class with people who like, I'm shooting a music video this weekend for ASAP Rocky and his crew. So I'm like, how am I going to be shooting music videos for ASAP Rocky and his crew if this man who's, you know saying, the same age yeah. as me doing this? Yeah. Um, so in terms of, but, right, I was a black girl, only black girl, black filmmaker in a department full of uh, predominantly white Caucasian men um, and I don't necessarily understand that they, they always understood my story mm-hmm. um, so that was difficult right in terms of even though I knew my shit was hot yeah. my shit was definitely hot probably some of the strongest work in the class that in terms of voting my film to film festivals school film festivals or mm-hmm. film showcases yeah. I just would never get voted um, and the reason why that's important is because when you get to your senior year you make a in the in the thesis film class only half the class can make your film and they have to vote so if, if people are not fucking with my film and I wanted to vote my film to get greenlit then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had a film mm-hmm. um, so NYU was difficult for me but it made me work harder I think that NYU backed me in terms of because I had to work so hard and I had no money I made sure every mm-hmm. single important person on campus knew about my film I'm meeting with the, the vice president of student affairs at his house for dinner yeah. I'm like doing every single thing I'm in chains with so mm-hmm. many people I'm emailing John the president of NYU John Sexton like yo what up I need money for this film like I'm a scholar yeah. what's up yeah uh, talk about raising money and awareness for Ori Inu Inu my brother <laughs> Ori um, Inu <laughs> Ori Inu film um In Search of Self In Search of Self um it was difficult it still is difficult where you know me it's this film was made by me my brother my mom and my auntie um and we don't necessarily have all these connects and investors calling our phone when mm-hmm. we were first starting the project to be able to fund us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an expensive project, you know, like I wanted to, to graduate NYU with a banger, mm-hmm. you know, with something that doesn't look like a student film, that if I wanted to be able to pitch it to companies to have on their platforms, mm-hmm. that they would consider doing it. So, yeah. I mean, it was difficult. I really had to reach out to every single person I knew. We mm-hmm. did a Kickstarter. We got some grants. NYU gave me about 10K to shoot my film. Mm-hmm. But this is us having to make Make sure that on our end as producers, as young producers, that we have our proposals down, we have our website made, we have a social media following, we're mm-hmm. inviting press to our shoot. So Huffington Post came to our shoot. 
mm-hmm. um, you know, to check it out. The Source Magazine came to our shoot to check it out. You know, like these are things that we're all thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, from the very beginning, we're thinking about where we want our film to live. Um, so that those are all the things that kind of, I feel like, help dictate our fundraising process. Really mm-hmm. having to lay out a scope and a business plan mm-hmm. and a vision board, essentially, for where we wanted our film to go. Okay, so... How are you going to release this film? Are you going to send it out to film festivals? Like, I don't really know the process of film festivals. How do you release an independent film and uh, make profit off of it, I guess? Do you want to, like, stream it from your own website and have uh, a pay-per-view type of system? Or, like, what should, how does that work? Um, I mean, well, we're trying to come at or you know, all types of different ways. So we're trying to kind of hit people with... Or enter the market by approaching it from non-traditional ways. So I'm looking at and open to getting a distribution deal in Hollywood mm-hmm. or like you know, I uh, we do want to submit the festivals, but we're trying to submit the festivals who aren't super intense and rigid with their exclusive exclusivity rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're having a premiere in New York City. We're trying to have a plan a premiere. We're planning a premiere in New York City for mm-hmm. um, early summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we want to take our film on tour in addition to having it on festivals um, and winning festivals. We want to win Sundance. Um, hopefully, Pinky, Pinky, no, that's not Pinky. What is it? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Pinky probably Fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, I mean, we're mm-hmm. trying to, we're not trying to release it online. We, we do want to make money off of it, um, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Have you been involved with any other uh, film festivals? Like, have you ever worked for a film festival? Because. Uh, like I know they're having like a Newark Film Festival this year. Like, I'm yeah, sure. I mean, I'm submitting my first film to the Newark Film Festival. I think yeah. it's important to show love to your hometown. Yeah. So I definitely want to start to connect one with the art scene in Newark because mm-hmm. uh, that's just important to me. How do, compare the art scene in Newark? Like what we got going on right now? <laughs> we trying. Uh huh. We trying. You know what I'm saying? We got a lot of galleries and a lot For of spaces. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, right now, but how, compare the art scene in Newark right now to New York or like Brooklyn or something like that. Um, I mean, I don't think the necessarily art galleries completely speak on the necessarily art scenes. I feel like art scene in in Newark, right? That there's a whole subculture. I feel like almost happening in Newark, um, or amongst the art scene. And I think it's dope. I think it's cool. I think it's been it's been blossoming for a while now. Um, so it's good to see that some Jersey artists are now getting recognition for the work that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have nothing but good things to say about everything. You know, I'm a positive person. Do I want to see North people or Jersey people? You know, sometimes look a little bit more outside of Jersey, right? Absolutely. I want your visibility, even if you're from Jersey and your audience is Jersey, to be global. You know, like how can we take this Jersey scene and this Jersey aesthetic and Jersey brand and make this shit international? Where people mm-hmm. are like, where you know what I'm saying I want to come to Jersey because Jersey has a booming art scene. Gentrification yeah. is happening in Newark, mm-hmm. which means that people are going to be coming here. Artists are going to be coming here anyways. You know, mm-hmm. like so we need to be able to really capitalize off that. So I don't know. I think it's dope though. I think it's always dope to be able to have a space where a subculture almost happening in Newark um, amongst a lot of artists. Okay, uh, do you think uh, as a independent filmmaker from Newark you get the respect that you deserve out here for your accomplishments? Or do you think uh, it, it goes over people's heads a little bit compared to uh, New York City? Like they're more, you know what I mean, more in your lane, I would say. I mean, I think everybody could be in my lane. I don't necessarily know what that, you know, I don't know what that mm-hmm. means per se, but um, I mean, I think I get respect all around. I don't think that nobody, you know, I think it's people are, are not at the point where they're like, yo, she's actually putting at work. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, you know, two months ago when I first started dropping press articles, maybe people weren't showing me as much love, but pe- mm-hmm. I'm trying to be pretty consistent yeah. in terms of my visibility. So I think that if people see you're passionate about it, yeah. right? Like if people see that you have a product and it's something that you're actually working towards, yeah. the support will be there. Yeah, they're um, going to fuck with the idea. You know, exactly. Because yeah. they see that you're actually, that you have an idea and that you've been able to manifest it. Yeah. Um, so love just has been really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we've, we've gotten any backlash or um, negativity surrounding the film at all. Mm-hmm. Only blessings and opportunities. Speak about the uh, museum in Brooklyn that you did a uh, your trailer Makata. release party at. Yeah, the Makata. Yeah, how'd the, you, what, what, who's the plug on that, yo? Who's, we plug? were, I mean... <laughs> Um, well, yeah, we connected with the executive director of the Makata. The Makata is the Museum of Contemporary African Diaspora and Art in Brooklyn and mm-hmm. Fort Greene. So we got connected with um, the executive director, James Bartlett. Super dope guy. Mm-hmm. He's like a 35-year-old um, museum executive director. So I'm like, yo, he's a boss. Like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, but he just a, he's, he's just a cool guy and really fuck with us. He really fuck with us. But we understood that we had to support Makata like you know so although we he was a plug and was supporting us and was you know we still volunteered the Makata throws the Solar Brooklyn Festival every summer we wanted to make sure to continue being part of um, integrating with the Makata family that we would support mm-hmm. them by volunteering for their festival okay. um, you know like we would go to lots of events and galas we joined a lot of organizations mm-hmm. to be able to network with people right like where do I find a businessman at in mm-hmm. a chamber of commerce so we're we're joining chamber of commerces we're going out we're, we're at Afro Pump promoting with picket signs you know yeah. like we're trying to be every Everywhere so that people consistently keep running into us. Okay. Um, and you realize, right? So the Makata plug, you realize with Makata that how how small everything is, right? Makata was doing stuff with Afropunk. Afropunk was premiering our trailer mm-hmm. the day before our thing. So it's like we know we started to realize that within this scene that we were trying to enter into, mm-hmm. how many people knew each other. Yeah. Um, and how we kind of just got centered into this whole mix of connections. Okay. Speak about av- advocacy. Advocacy? Yeah, did I pronounce that right? Advocacy. Uh-huh. In, term, in terms of what? What do, you, what do you advocate for, in your opinion? And, like, what are you passionate about on that end uh-huh. of uh, the Chelsea O brand? For you sure. Um, I mean, my brand is a lot about just creating positive representation of blackness, people of the diaspora on screen. You know, like, what, what does... Uh, what is the experience of a Nigerian American girl? What is the experience of a Ghanese American girl? What are the experiences of Afro Brazilian in Brazil? You know, like I want to be able to show Black people how diverse Blackness is. Mm-hmm. Um, but our real experience is not only flowery, not only flowery narratives of what Blackness is, but you know, like real shit that we go through. I made yeah. a film on colorism. My last film was on um, African spirituality and oppression that people who practice that religion face. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, but also my brain is very tied to Afrofuturism, black sci-fi, and that's kind of the lane, you know, I want to be able to create another avatar, you know, mm-hmm. like, but also, right, I'm from the hood, I want to be able to create hood, a hood classic, right, that is, that is progressive. Um, just like how Kids, the movie Kids, I forgot who the director was for that, but it was an awesome movie, but how Kids was so instrumental for 80s, 80s time period. I'm trying to do something like that, right? Like, how can I be able to put the culture where I'm from mm-hmm. on screen? So, yeah. Okay. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a feminist, low-key. Mm-hmm. I mean, naturally, I'm a feminist. I'm a woman. Okay. Um, so, I, I always, I have a lot of strong female leads in my work. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important to me. Um, yeah. Okay, what inspires Chelsea O? Like, what, what is it that inspires you to keep going? Is it your personal drive to be successful and just do dope things or like 
did you look up to someone? You know what I mean? Before you got into film, I mean, I want to be famous. I want to be famous as as, famous. Yeah, I do. I do. I want to be famous. I feel like sometimes people don't. It sounds like cheesy to say, like as a dream, like. But like, yeah, I want to be famous in the sense that I want to be very respected. Spike Lee's respected and famous, right? He's respect. He's he's famous because of how respected he is for the work he's done. Yeah. Um, and that's what I want to be. Um, and that I want to be able to do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and have the ability to do whatever I want to with my work, and not necessarily only make films that go, you know, that can be nominated for the Oscars, which is dope or mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But like, if I want to have video installations in MoMA or any of these, you know these prestigious museums or whatever that I want to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what keeps me going is just my potential. Yeah, I mean, my potential keeps me going. I just have this vision of myself that is so great. I'm just like, yo, like, I just know, I, I wrote a letter to myself when I was a senior in high school and then my teacher mailed it back to us and I just got it when I graduated. And it was like, when you get older, Chelsea, you're going to be a famous filmmaker and you love Doc Martens and never forget how important your mama is. Mm-hmm. And, I'm like, and I'm like, yo, this is what I wrote to myself in senior year in high school. I still wear Doc Martens. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I still want to be famous. I'm still on that, on that path. And I know how poor my mama is. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> you you yeah. briefly mentioned uh, the Oscars and uh-huh. wanting to be famous. Now this brings up a good question I wanted to ask you. Uh, how do you feel about the? How do you feel about black people's representation right now in Hollywood? And as an independent filmmaker, is Hollywood as big as a necessity as it was in the past? Maybe because now you're starting to see entrepreneurs. Uh, step out and make their own films. They don't need to go to Hollywood to make your own films now. So True. speak about the black represent- representation in Hollywood first, though. I mean, I think that black representation is a is really difficult to talk about because personally, right? I think that we currently are in a space with the digital age, with web series, with Vine, with all of these different platforms that we can engage with black content all the time. Mm-hmm. That if I didn't want to see anything else but black content, that I could, mm-hmm. and that also my idea of representation, how I want to be represented as a black person is not going to be a collective thought with the next black person. I can't mm-hmm. assume that everybody's going to, you know, there's some people who really like loving hip hop and connect to that, right? I might mm-hmm. not connect to loving hip hop or I might connect something something different, but I don't know. I mean, I think black representation is really difficult to please people mm-hmm. because there's just so many, blackness is so diverse, like people are so diverse mm-hmm. in terms of class, in terms of everything, religious, beliefs, class, experiences, experiences in general, yeah. it's going to be really hard to please black people in that, in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's about having progressive imagery of black people. I mm-hmm. feel like our narratives kind of get muddled into slavery or segregation narratives, or we got the street life narratives, mm-hmm. or the rags to riches narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, we have gods of Egypt that came out with no black people. Yeah. You know, like. No, nobody, to, to be honest, nobody went to go see it either, though. I mean, true, tank. because everybody knew it was going to yeah. be some bullshit. Or like how Avatar for me was the closest. Like, all right, these Avatar creatures, they have to be black, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. in terms of like some progressive, like, you know, like sci fi type shit, mm-hmm. that, that's, I feel like, the closest we've gotten. Um, so I don't know. I just want to see different imagery of black people. I want to know what people are doing, black people are doing all over the world. Um, and do I think black people need Hollywood is what you ask me? Yeah, no, not just do black people, but do do independent filmmakers. Do independent filmmakers need Hollywood. Need Hollywood nowadays. Um, I don't know. We're going to see what we're anyway, for real. Yeah. We're going to see what we're anyway. I have no idea because I haven't, you know, I'm still trying to enter that market mm-hmm. and figure it out. I mean, but I do you want to? Do I want to? I mean, I think that if that's where the money Would is. Would you trade all this for Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what I'm asking. What does that mean? 
like <laughs> the East Coast, the East Coast grind. You know what I mean? Like eventually, you want to be in Hollywood. Is that your goal? Yeah, I mean, I want to be. Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, what I want to be a filmmaker that is popping. What is that? Does you know? I'm, I feel like you that naturally encompasses Hollywood. It encompasses Hollywood at some so end of the day. So you need Hollywood. That answers I'm, the question. I mean, yeah, I think that if your entertainment business is Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, entertainment business is LA. So yeah, you're gonna. It's definitely something that has to be part of your brand and mm-hmm. where your company is going to go. But I want to be international. Like yeah. not even only Hollywood. Like I, I didn't graduate being like I'm going to immediately go to Hollywood. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm like I think that my filmmaking can take me around the world. Mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain travels everywhere. He's the man. He's the man, bro. How I want to be him. I want to be able to go to these countries and be like I want to. There's no rep- there's no representation or visibility of you anywhere. Yeah. I don't even know what your people look like. We need to make a movie about your people. I need to be, you know what I'm saying, the, the president needs to fund me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get cool with the diplomats of this country. Which and country it, are you talking about? Any country. I mean, I want to shoot country. a film. I want to shoot a, a film in Mali. Um, I may be shooting a film in Senegal over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there's just so many places, right? You watch Anthony Bourdain and you realize how many dope-ass places are in the world. Mm-hmm. That has just it's so many stories to every, tell. Every, everybody has a story. Everybody every has block, a story. Um, every, yeah. yeah, like mm-hmm. every restaurant. That stories in film should not be the same. Because mm-hmm. there's the, you saying the world there's is so, so much dynamic. that is that's uncovered right it's now. Uncovered. Okay. One question I gotta ask you is, uh, well, you kind of answered it, but uh, <laughs> sure, I can expand. Who, 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 who where, where is Chelsea O in the next ten years? Like, what do you, what, what, where's your goal? Do you not, do you take, take it project by project? You know what I mean? That's kind of what I wanted to ask you. Like, what's your process as far as working on multiple things at the same time? Or, like, do you put all your attention into one big project? How do you work? Um, I mean, I definitely think that I put my a lot of my attention into one big project. So, all my attention right now is focus on Ori right? But I'm capitalizing off of the press I've gotten on Ori to move myself along. Um, so, right, that uh, Teen Vogue dropped my first film. My, Shout my, to Teen right, Vogue. Shout out to Teen Vogue for the support and the love. Dropped my first film, Love Below. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it was easier to get that because of what I've been able to create for Ori Inu. Mm-hmm. Um, so, who's gonna, who's Chelsea going to be in the next 10 years? I mean, 10 years, I'm trying to be lit. I'm trying to be lit in, in two years. I mean, yeah. And by lit, I mean having an actual role in Hollywood where people, where people are calling my phone and want me to be able to produce a commercial for Nike or Jordan or yeah. Coca-Cola commercial or I can direct music videos that I, I have a relationship with them saying record labels where they're calling me to, to direct content mm-hmm. um, you know I want to be able to travel that's people. the level that you want to be at yeah I want I want people to fund me and be like I want you to come here and make a film you know and yeah. pay for me mm-hmm. um, and not only within the American market but within the market internationally um so where am I gonna be? I just wanna. I think I'm gonna be all over. I'm trying to be all over the world, making film, making art, connecting with people. Um, you know, like I wanna go back to school. I'm definitely an academic. Um, I love being in academic spaces. So I want to get my masters. Um, but but get my masters paid for. You know, yeah. with all the work that I'm doing. That if I go back to school, it's gonna be for free. It's gonna be for free. It's gonna be for free, man. For sure. All right. Oh, like. <laughs> 30 of them things You know what I mean So 30 of them things Yeah man 30 G's man The government got me I mean But we still out here prospering We still out here prospering Would you trade it in? Would you trade it in? No 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 I wouldn't trade it in Okay so I wouldn't trade it in You know what I'm saying But I don't think college Should be that expensive Okay Yeah Yeah. I agree I think college Should be a lot more accessible To everyone Yeah Absolutely 
Definitely, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Got anything else, Chelsea? We went over a lot of stuff. We almost going there for fifty so much minutes. Stuff. I don't know. There's still yo. so much stuff. You feel like oh, we got to talk about uh, Chelsea O Productions as a, a music video producer. Like uh-huh. I see you step out and not just make films, but also make music videos. Yeah. Right. All right. What do you feel like you have a certain lane? Like you only will fuck with certain artists, or you you shoot anything? Um, I mean, if I think your music is whack, I'm not going to yeah. shoot you because my brand, you know, you gotta, everybody can have access to your brand and your company. Um, but, I mean, I think that uh, I want people to come to me and understand that I'm going to give them some different type of art, you know, whether or not I'm not going to always give you consciousness, but that in terms of the, the I'm, it's going to be experimental mm-hmm. um, and that I'm kind of colorful, fashion and, and weirdness and otherness is going to be part of the stuff I'm going to get you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like jarring content. I like things that, you know, I was in, uh, yeah, I mean, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm a storyteller, you know, mm-hmm. so I want I want to music videos that were dope to me run away by Kanye like mm-hmm. you know all of Michael Jackson's music videos were dope as fuck because they were movies there are many movies mm-hmm. um, so that's what I'm trying to do I'm, I think that making music videos I, I don't approach it any differently than I hopefully right I, I don't want uh, like to approach it any differently than I do in my films mm-hmm. um, and I, I only, all, do you view it as all the same yeah I mean I think it's just a different it's just a different p- portion right that the song is dictating a little bit more sometimes what the my content might be mm-hmm. um but yeah, I, I only work with artists who understand and trust me as a director. Okay. Um, so I turn on a lot of projects mm-hmm. if I don't feel like it feel, feel, like goes with my brand. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. You got any other projects in the works? You want to drop nah, some? Nah, I, I, I don't. What's, I, the, what's the news on uh, Orienu? Like, how can we're people... in post. We're in post production for Orienu. Orienu okay. in terms of it's picture locked. We're getting our score built. We want to have some official sound. People don't understand how inf- in, in important sound is to. Mm-hmm the way you feel it when you watch a movie but we want to have an official score where we we are going to be accepting music submissions for a couple of scenes mm-hmm. if anybody hears this and is like yo like i want to submit to this film it should sound dope um but we're really just it's hibernation season for us mm-hmm. you know like we're trying to prep for the summertime when we're going to be back out and networking and promoting our film mm-hmm. um for our premiere party our, our premiere in general and the party yeah um in new york city this summer so Ori Inu is you definitely be-, be on the lookout for that. On the lookout. Ori Inu Film, we plug it. So check us out on Instagram, Ori Inu Film, O-R-I-I-N-U Film. And then follow me on Instagram at Chelsea Director underscore. Follow me on Instagram as well, World <laughs> underscore Report underscore Radio. Hey <laughs> <laughs> now. Shout out to the World Report Radio Series. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the Chelsea World Report. O, we out here though. Yeah, we yeah. We just did it. We just did it big, man. We yeah, gave you it, fan, man. We gave, we, we gave the people some great insight. Some great Today. insight on who Chelsea O is all about. Who Chelsea O is? And, I'm a business What you man. got in the works? I'm trying to make this money, yo. Yeah, man. We, I'm trying to make this money. It's funny you said you 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 want to be famous. I'd rather be rich. I'm, but that's part of it. I'm saying I do want to be yeah, rich. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I want to be rich, absolutely. Obviously. But I feel like the influence. I want to be able to make change. I feel like I want to be able to inspire people, mm-hmm. and it's important sometimes for people to see your face. I want to be the face of my brand. I want people to connect with me. I went to this this when I was at Yale, and, and people in the room found out we were from Newark. Mm-hmm. Girls are literally hit me up like, "Wow, like you are so in- inspiring. Like you're from Newark, and I'm mm-hmm. from Newark, and I'm like." You know, everything you've, you've done is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because they see me. You know what I'm saying? They see me. They see how I act. They see what I still say. They, they see show. how you're coming. You know what I'm saying? They see I'm coming. It's motivating to them. So I think it's important. I want to be famous to be a role model. You know, like role model to so many people who don't necessarily have all the options that I may be able to have. Absolutely. Great way. Snap, snap, snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great way to wrap up the interview. Right. Chelsea Yo, sure. Jared Adams. 
Look into that camera right there and tell them what you what radio station you on right now. You on the War Report Radio. War Report Radio, man. We are signing out. Peace, One more y'all. time. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace. <laughs>